It's time to get up and get your day started. Morant. Oh! A jawbreaker! It's Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports 56 Mornings is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Now, here are your hosts, Greg and Eli. Get up every morning Time to get up, rise and shine. Welcome into another edition of Sports 56 Mornings on this Thursday, December 14th, 2023. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, Zach Boyd, and a cast of thousands from the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, their Christmas sale continues. 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. They got deals on just about every everything in stock, including pool tables and shuffleboards, Saunas, arcade games, game tables, play gyms, again, so much more. Family Leisure 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. And the first hour of the program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware. Currently, clear skies, 41 degrees. We're looking at intervals of clouds and sunshine today with a high of 67, unseasonably warm. Increasing clouds tonight with a low of 42. And then tomorrow, the possibility of some showers with a high of 61 degrees. Coming up on the program today, plenty of NBA talk. The Grizzlies fall last night in Houston despite a career game for Jaron Jackson Jr. We'll go around the association. Losing streaks continue for the Pistons and the Spurs. And Giannis went off in more ways than one last night. We will talk plenty of round ball today on the program. Sean Coleman will join us at 8.05, writer-podcaster for Bluff City, Memphis, who does a great job with the numbers. We'll talk to him about a number of things, including that historic night last night for Trip. 8.25, Parth Upajai from the Daily Memphian joins us in studio to talk Tigers basketball as they get set for a huge game with Clemson on Saturday and another one Tuesday versus Virginia. What is the latest with Naquan Tomlin? With Jordan Brown, we'll talk to Parth about that. And then from 9 to 10, it's the AutoZone Liberty Bowl inside college football hour with our buddy Harold Greeter. We'll have plenty of time to take your calls and texts, especially early in the show, 360-8255. That's 901-360-8255. That's the Sports 56 listener lines. You can call in or text in. You can also hit us up, comment, question, concern on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or on the website Sports Memphis. Dot com. That is your lineup for today. NFL kicks off another week starting tonight. Chargers at the Raiders. And we'll have that game for you right here on Sports 56, 98.5 FM, beginning with the pregame at 6.30. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I, I, I stayed up probably too late uh, checking out everything that was going on in the NBA, and we'll get to all that in just a moment. It is going to be an interesting next two days here locally. Because today, Penny Hardaway will speak to the media. And then tomorrow, John Morant will speak to the media. This is not open to the public. I know Penny did a radio show yesterday and said basically nothing about Naquan Tomlin and Jordan Brown. I'm not sure if anything has happened in the last 24 hours. But I'll be curious to see what he has to say today at 1230. And then tomorrow... It was made known to all the media that John Morant will speak as he will return on Tuesday with the team in New Orleans against the Pelicans. So we're getting down to those final couple of games for the Grizzlies without John Morant and then soon to have the superstar back. I know people have just been anticipating that for months now. It'll be nice to have somebody who certainly can help the offense. Um you know, last night was, God bless Jaron, but when you don't have Desmond Bain right now, um, it's a, it's, it's tough. It's a, it's a struggle, um, especially from three point range, um, with no Desmond Bain, it, it's, it's, that's usually not going to go very well for the Grizzlies right now. So be nice to get Ja back. Hopefully Marcus Smart, Luke Kennard, uh, coming in the near future as well and get at least 
most of the team back together. It's not going to be the full team um, at any point this season, but at least get most of this team back together and see if they can make that run that, that they need to do to try and get into position to be at least in the play-in. We had a lot to say yesterday about Draymond Green. We got the word from the NBA. We will discuss that on the program today. ESPN's 2023 College Football All-America team was just released. We'll go over that as well. So lots to get to on the program today. Let me. By, by the way, I found out yesterday, got official word yesterday. Mm-hmm. The 12 days of Christmas mm-hmm. starts on Christmas Day. We are not in the 12 days of Christmas. It starts on Christmas Day and then it's after. It's after Christmas? Yes. So Christmas Day is the first day of Christmas. And it runs through like January 5th or whatever that, whatever 12 days from there is, yeah. Did you know that, Zach? No. I, wonder I thought if, it started at the first of December. Yeah, I wonder how, well, it's, I, I thought it started 12 days before the 25th. So that would be what, the 13th? I wonder how many people knew that, that it started on Christmas Day. That is, that is, is that breaking news? Do we need the breaking news sound? I don't know. I don't know if it's breaking news. I was just told that that was the case. Wow. I, I bet a low percentage of people knew that. I, I would bet a low percentage of people. Zach, how are you this morning? Doing well. So last night, Jaron Jackson Jr. goes for a career high, 44 points, seven rebounds, a couple of assists, four steals. I think he had a block as well. Derek Rose, solid game for the veteran, 19 points, six assists. And Vince Williams continues to play pretty well, 10.7 rebounds. But as you mentioned, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Des Bain, you know, that that's been it so far this year. And Des Bain unable to play last night because of an illness. Hopefully he'll be able to play tomorrow night when they switch venues and the Rockets come to Memphis and play the Grizzlies here. Grizzlies have one win at home, and the Rockets, what are they, one win away? Yes. Yeah, so something has to give. But I think what we saw last night, aside from Jaron's got that ability to do these type of things, which we already knew, it just further exposed some of those wings that the Grizzlies have on this roster that they just can't play the game at this level consistently to help the team. Yeah, it's, you know, last night, Zaire goes 0 for 6 from 3. Um, you know, we see the return of Jake LaRavia. Um, he goes 0 for 3 from 3-point range. And, you know, you throw in Jalen Noel, who will probably, I, last night was, I guess, his last game for now. Mm-hmm. Um, he's 0 for 2. I mean, the bench was generally really bad but with Desmond Bain out like somebody you need just need somebody at least to step forward and do do something and uh it just isn't happening you know uh Laravia on the year now is two for 15 from three-point range and that like that's his thing like if he get if he can't make threes he's there there's no reason for it. like it's and it's crazy he goes down to the G League he shoots great, and he's unbelievable. But for whatever reason, between South Haven and FedEx Forum or wherever they are, like he just he cannot shoot. He can't make threes at the NBA level. And you know, he kept switching back and forth last night. Sometimes he had the glasses on. Sometimes he had the glasses off. Uh, it's you know whatever. But the bottom line, whether they were on or off, he he can't make a three. Zaire, um, for whatever reason. He struggles, but I mean, if you look up and down their percentages, three point percentages outside of Bain, like, and then, and Kennard, who obviously isn't there right now, it's, it's pretty rough go. I mean, they continue to shoot a bunch of threes, but they continue to not make a bunch of threes. They are still last in the NBA at three point percentage. I mean, like they got, there's a team out there that's lost 21 straight games. Yes. They Detroit. shoot better for three point range than the Grizzlies do. Like they, that, the Grizzlies are last in the NBA at three point percentage, but fifth in attempts. Like it, it continues. They continue to shoot, um, but continue to generally not make three pointers. By the way, I looked at that box score for Detroit. Joe Harris, DNP, CD. Joe Harris is a pretty good three point shooter. He can't even play for a team that's lost twenty one straight games. And as you said, the Grizzlies outside of Des Bain and Kennard who struggled early before getting hurt. He wasn't his usual self to start the season. Last night, the Grizzlies went 10 
of 38 from three. 26.3%. That's what Captain Math will tell you. Yet the team fought back. I think they made it a one-possession game late in the third, early in the fourth, whatever it was. And then Houston went on the run and put them away. Just not enough firepower for the Grizzlies. The Rockets were led by Tari Eason. He had 25 points off the bench. So they have a lot of options. Jabari Smith Jr. had 20. Dylan the Villain had 11. So it wasn't like Shangoon went off or Jalen Green like he did the last time they played the Grizzlies. He didn't go off either. It's a solid, much-improved Houston team. But a team that's certainly vulnerable and Memphis at full strength, I would certainly favor the Grizzlies every time. But they're not. And it's it's sad. I know that Taylor Jenkins has some interesting things to say after the game. I think one of the things was, was Santi Aldama had a bad game and he ended up not playing him in the second half. Uh, he didn't like what he saw there. One thing about Santi is you're getting inconsistent play. At times, he looks spectacular. At other times, he does not look like he's engaged. You're getting pretty consistent play from Roddy, but Roddy's not an NBA starter. He's a eighth, ninth guy. That's the situation I, they're in. I don't really understand the Sante thing. Hell, he still led the bench in scoring last night. <laughs> he was I don't like maybe I don't, defensively, maybe he wasn't doing something he was supposed to do defensively. It was I, interesting. I mean he he at least made well he, he made a three, which is good, um, unlike most of the other guys. He like I don't he had the only three off the bench until Gilliard came in late and made one. I I don't I didn't understand what was the deal was with Santi as far as that was concerned. I mean, you needed to be some offense off the bench and Nobody else was providing it. I mean, you got Zaire out there. He had a you know, couple of big threes in that fourth quarter that if they could have made them, gave them an opportunity. And obviously he missed every one of them. Um, you mean so o- I, open three opportunities that he missed? Yeah. So I, I don't like, I don't know why. I, I just don't understand the whole Santi, why he wasn't in there at all in mm-hmm. the second half of that mm-hmm. game. So with the loss, the Grizzlies now 6-17. and 17. They have a game, as I mentioned, tomorrow night at home against Houston. The return of Dylan Brooks. And then Monday at OKC before going to New Orleans Tuesday and the return of John Morant. And again, John Morant will speak to the media. It's not open to the public. He'll speak to the media tomorrow. The uh, the Grizzlies, by the way, I was looking again, still last in the NBA, too, on um, wide open threes. They shoot 34% on wide open threes. Like, that is, in the NBA, like, if you have decent shooters at all quite Mm -hmm. frankly like 34 percent i mean wide open threes in the nba you should i mean most you should be if you're a good team especially if you consider yourself a good shooting team grizzlies obviously they shoot a bunch of threes so you must consider yourself a good shooting team like you need to be at 40 percent like they give up 40 over 40 percent but they shoot 34 percent on wide open threes which is that's just that's crazy to shoot that bad of a percentage for again a team who prides themselves on three point shooting and wants to shoot a bunch of threes. If you can't make wide open threes, you might as well not be taking threes at all. No, you're right. I'll often go before a game, go down to the floor and watch these guys shoot for the Grizzlies, for the visiting team. And they don't miss. These are open threes. Once in a while somebody will be defending them from the organization from the from the team but most of the time they're shooting open threes right practicing before the game they don't miss i'm sure in shoot around they don't miss so you're right absolutely these are the best players in the world in this particular game called basketball and if it's wide open they should be knocking them down even marginal three-point shooters should be knocking them down I mean, you're not supposed to have bricklayers in the NBA. And unfortunately for the Grizzlies, it may not be that bad. But outside of Dez and Kennard, and, you know, we'll see what Ja can do as far as shooting threes. He seemed to improve last year. Uh, but you can't always count on him knocking down a three, even an open three. And some of these other guys, it's just painful. Zaire 0 for 6, as you mentioned last night. LaRavia just can't make an NBA three. So, yeah, the struggles continue mightily. Now, elsewhere in the NBA, last night, speaking of struggling mightily, as we said, the San Antonio Spurs 
and the Detroit Pistons continue to lose. It is hard to believe that a team can lose 21 straight, which is the case for Detroit, and now 7 or 18 straight, I believe it is now for the Spurs, if I'm not mistaken, 18 straight. Spurs lose to the Lakers, good effort, but lose at home 122-119, but that was the Lakers without LeBron. And then Detroit lost to Philadelphia, as Embiid went off again, as he usually does, 129-111. to So the two teams have combined to lose 39 straight games. It's a rough go. And I don't, uh, there's not a whole lot of signs. I mean, especially with Detroit. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know when these are going to end other than when they play each other. Then one of them will end. Look, somebody has to lose. I understand, but it doesn't mean that the same two teams have to lose every time. You look at that Detroit team, they have a lot of talent. You look, and of course, this is the NBA. You look at the Spurs. They have Wembenyama and a few other guys who can play, certainly at this level. But if you're not 10 deep with good players all around, and you're going up against the talent in this league. It's also the two highest paid coaches in the NBA. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. I knew Popovich was up there. So Monty well, Williams you know, Monty just got the massive contract this past offseason. Wow. <laughs> Again, how much is it? His fault and how much of it is just the the lack of talent. But again, I look at the team and I go, are they really lacking talent? The way he's played Jaden Ivey, I'm a little confused with that. They got Bogdanovich back. He had a big game last night. Wiseman actually got some playing time and did some good things. I know there were some, some rumors swirling yesterday around the James Wiseman. Would the Grizzlies go after James Wiseman? Again, I, I mentioned it earlier. Joe Harris, DNP. CD. Coach decided Monty Williams not to play uh, Joe Harris who I remember not too long ago for the Nets was a really good solid player starting sometimes coming off the bench other times and hitting threes. But they are terrible. 21 straight and the Spurs again even with Wembenyama going for 30 last night. But AD again has been really really good. It's just been a real good two-year run for Anthony Davis staying away most of the time from injuries, whereas a lot of his career has been plagued by injury, even though he has had a Hall of Fame career. Also last night, speaking of Hall of Famers, Giannis Antetokounmpo, 64 points. And then after the game, that's when the fun began. Because Indiana, so correct me if I'm wrong, either one of you guys, if I read this right. So they were they took the game ball, the Pacers, to give it to Oscar Shibway because he scored his first NBA point on a free throw. Correct. And so Giannis went after them into the locker room or down the hallway they were, to they get were, the ball back. There were yes, in the hallway there was a um, there was uh, <laughs> Rick Carlisle said uh, maybe a fracas. Uh, a little fracas going on? Uh, yeah, I can't remember what, what other word he used, but... Um, did he, go, the, did said, he go brouhaha? Said the GM got elbowed in the ribs. Uh, oh, wow. By one of the Bucks players, I guess, or somebody from the Bucks. Uh, but yes, they 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 took the ball for Oscar Shibwe, um because he got his first NBA point. Bucks and Giannis really wanted that game ball badly. Um, and... Were bound and determined to get it, and they were they were willing to go back there. They I mean, the game was chippy anyway because you had Giannis get thrown to the floor by Aaron Neesmith, and that caused a bit of that was a uh, I don't know if we'll call that a fracas, maybe a a Donnie Brook, I don't know, whatever you want to do. Bobby, nice. Bobby Portis had goo- weird eyes going on to like go crazy. <laughs> Giannis, eyes Gian, Giannis's brother came flying off the was good right to want to go kill somebody off the bench. I mean, it was. So there was a lot of, you know, there there was a lot of chippiness in the game to begin with. So I think the Bucks assumed that the Pacers were doing this like on purpose of like we're not going to let him have the game ball. But in they say it was just because Oscar Shibwe scored his first point, so they're going to give it to him. This uh, big misunderstanding. Everybody was upset. I and, and then the ball that Giannis got. Giannis says he doesn't really believe it's the actual game ball, which I don't. I don't know why this matters. Who cares? If you have a basketball, 
here's a here's a little thing. You could tell your friends it's the game ball. They're not gonna know. They have no clue. Right. No, not unless it's some ragtag ball. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's the game ball. Like, who cares? Like, what what ball you end up with? Who really cares? You could claim it's the game ball. Nobody could ever argue it with you. What's proper etiquette? Indiana was the home team. What? How does it work? Well, the thing is, there's two game. There's always an alternate game ball. So right. one take one game ball, one take the other game ball. If that's if you absolutely have to have a game ball, whatever. But did it, they ever use the second one? Did like spit get on the first ball and they had to wipe it off and bring in the second ball? I mean, that's probably what he's complaining about. That ball was not ever used. I never shot that basketball. It was the other one that you gave Sheebway for that one point. Again, who cares? Right. He apparently does. He apparently cares so much that he wants to fight Indiana. He wants to fight the whole state. Again, I, I think that was because they thought Indiana was doing this on purpose because of all of the stuff that happened in the game. So I think he was like, oh, you guys, now you guys are going to try and do this little mm, thing. Okay. So that's why I think, um, my guess is that's why he was a little more upset at the beginning because they thought they were doing this on purpose. Like, hey, let's take the game ball so he can't have it type thing. Gotcha. Um, whereas, you know, again, I, I can only believe the Pacers that, and it would make sense. A guy scores his first NBA point to give him the game ball. Um, but I, you know, I don't think, and Indiana's not thinking about, oh, wait, Giannis broke the Bucks scoring record. You know, and Lillard also brought up the fact that they thought maybe the Pacers were upset that it, that they thought that late in that game, Giannis probably should have been out of the game, but yet they were had him in there to try and kind of get to add to that point total. So I don't. Know, I think there was just a lot of, you know, they just played last week in the in season tournament. I think there's just a little, little, little frustration between the two teams, and it just, you know, it, it like Giannis's brother when he got tackled, like did he, he like he, he wanted to come. I look like he was he came off the bench like a rocket before somebody grabbed him. Like, dude, what are you? Now, now granted, it doesn't matter for him if he gets suspended because. He doesn't play anyway, so like it's suspend me for the rest of the season. It'll affect my games played by like one. Um, but like he would, he was going crazy over there on the bench. Well, a lot of people were saying that this was kind of in reaction to having lost to Indiana in the in season tournament. Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, they, yeah, okay. they just played last oh, week. Oh, I thought you meant in this game there was just a lot of... like There wasn't... I mean, there's... Oh, there was throughout the game. I mean, game. again, Giannis got thrown to the ground by... And it started a... Almost started a fight. I mean, he got thrown to the ground by Aaron Neesmith. Like, there was there was stuff in this game. They thought... But do you think that was a reaction from the last game? A carryover from the last game in which, obviously, Indiana won to move into the... I just don't think these two teams like each other very much. They're only separated by three games, by the way, in the standings. But Indiana, to become as relevant as they've become this year, to get under the skin of Milwaukee, that's saying an awful lot. And oh, by the way, Thursday of next week, so one week from today, Jaws' first home game since his return. Thank you, Siri. They're playing the Indiana Pacers. Mm -hmm. So how about that? But anyway, it overshadows a 64-point performance by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing performance. And he did it without making a three, which, I, I mean, today's NBA. Wow. To score 64 points without making a three. He attempted three, went over three from three. Uh, but like that's it's just, that that's amazing, amazing stuff. Okay. 20, 20, what was he? 20 for 20, what was he from the field? 20 of something. I don't have the box. 20 of 28, I believe 20 it was. 20 of 28, wow. And then 24 of 32 at the free throw line. 0 for 3 for three-point range. Like that's You're not going to see many 60-point games in these days without making any threes. I would say probably he's number one now ahead of LeBron James. When LeBron James, and look, still there are people that do not want to be in the way of LeBron James, even at age 38. He's still a locomotive. But I think Antetokounmpo has passed him as far as physical specimens going to the hole that you don't want to be anywhere near. And so when he starts to get going downhill to the hole, there's El Toro defense. So I would say Giannis is probably number one now. You get out of the way. I mean, obviously, there's guys that are going to try to take a charge and things of that nature. But you don't want to get dunked on by Giannis. And LeBron still at 38 is doing the same thing where, you know, defender looks up and goes, oh, God, it's James coming at me. All right, when we return, Draymond Green. 
suspended indefinitely. We'll talk about that issue. We'll also get to the college basketball evening last night. Some uh, surprises around the league. We got NCAA news from yesterday. Huge news. More news involving the University of Memphis. We also got some uh, local high school football news. Some big news from yesterday that John Varlis broke. We'll have that for you coming up. And we'll take your calls and texts at 901-360-8255. Folks, great option. And around Christmas time, of course, You'll see people getting engaged. You'll see all kinds of great presents. And then you always see those commercials about the big, beautiful vehicle that has the the bow around it. Because people do purchase vehicles for loved ones during Christmas time. And even right after Christmas, the best sales around as far as cars are concerned, vehicles are concerned. And that's what they have for you down at All Star Chevrolet. They are ringing in. The Christmas holiday and the new year with sales aplenty. If you're ready for a new Silverado, All-Star Chevy in Olive Branch has financing down to 1.9 or up to 10000 cash. Plus, make no payment for 90 days and your good credit deserves it. You can check out all the red tags they have on all these great vehicles, including Tahoes, and Equinox, Trailblazers. Families love the Traverse with the third row seat, so you can do more together as a family. Christmas, holiday trips. What are you doing for New Year's Eve? What are you driving? Check out these great vehicles at All-Star Chevrolet. Military, teachers, college students, healthcare workers. You get an extra $500 bonus. If you want a certified pre-owned Chevy or any pre-owned, All-Star is loaded up with them. And if it's not there, just ask Jeff. He'll find it for you. Kevin and Jeff and everyone at All-Star Chevrolet asked me to wish everyone on their behalf a Merry Christmas and a happy new year. Remember, it's not South Haven, not Mount Moriah, Bartlett, or Collierville. It's got to be Olive Branch. Find new roads to All-Star Chevy today or go to allstarautogroup.com. We are just underway on a Thursday. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. We are Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 WHBQ. Available on your radio dial at 560 AM and 98.5 FM, as well as around the world online at sports56whbq.com. Take us with you everywhere by downloading the Sports 56 app. And at home, just say, Alexa, play Sports 56. Wherever you are, stay tuned in to Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. All right, so the NBA acted very swiftly in announcing that Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely, can still practice with the team, Don't know how many games this will entail, but there will be a big meeting, according to reports today, with league officials, with Mike Dunleavy Jr., the general manager, with Draymond himself, to look at a path for him to be counseled and helped for the future. I I don't know. What was your take when you you heard this? Um... Well, it, it, it's kind of like the first jaw suspension last year. Um, they started that with an indefinite thing, and now they're going to just to get it done. And now they're going to set these terms of, hey, you got to do this and this and this, and we're going to all this stuff. And we'll see what it ends up being. Um, but I think it, it it's a sign that the NBA is kind of, done with this stuff like it, it's you, you gotta some things gotta start changing for Draymond Green so I don't know who it was that put together the, the like the compilation video of all of the different things that he is all his on court stuff you start watching that it's like oh my goodness gracious it's amazing how much and that's not even talking about the yelling at officials all of that stuff just the kicking and hitting and everything else of and hard fouls and all of that stuff that he has done. Um it it I I guess it my hope is that this is a sign that the NBA is finally like, listen, we're not we're not doing this anymore. You gotta you gotta figure some things out. And um 
this will, if it kind of is the jaw path, we'll see what this ends up being. And then you would think that if there is another incident, then it gets where we get a really long suspension. I think the NBA has been negligent as far as handling Draymond Green. There's been too many incidents to finally get to this point now, which again, as you said, equates to basically the first suspension for Ja Moran after the first incident. And I hate to keep comparing it to Ja, but you know, Ja Moran is here in Memphis, so it's an it's an easy comparison, although completely different reasons. Um, who knows how long an indefinite suspension goes? When do they know that he is? complete it um, what they want him to complete as far as counseling it's anger management basically that's what it is the guy's already said in previous in after previous incidents that's who he is that like he's not going to change the way he plays so i'm surprised there isn't a number attached to this i wonder how many games it will end up being again that's that's going to be their call but how do you know that okay he missed three games and went to a couple of uh counseling sessions and he's ready to go in the well, it's the same thing they did with Ja. Like they started as indefinite. But again, Ja didn't have. All, but did Ja didn't have the track record of all the other incidents? I'm saying they waited. I know, but too they, long they started with an indefinite and then went to an eight game suspension. Like they'll they'll after all of these things, they'll settle on a number. Oh, but okay. So you it think started be, at it as an indefinite when Ja was suspended the first time. So you think they'll eventually get to a number and then take those games he's already missed into consideration to get that number. I, I would guess so. Using the jaw example, that's a good. That's why I use the jaw example. That's what they did with jaw. Well, Golden State right now is on the outside looking in as far as the playoffs and play in is concerned, and the numbers will tell you that they're not as good a team without the guy. I mean, has as bad of a reputation he has on the court with the way he he plays the game. I mean, obviously he's still a very very talented player. Um, that reputation, obviously, from things like the incident with with your with um, Jerkic. But how about what he did rebounding yesterday? Did you see that he had uh, uh, seventeen rebounds for Phoenix in the return of uh, Bradley Beal in the first game with Beal, Durant, and um, Devin Booker, the big three. So uh, I still like his comment from <laughs> the other day what he had to say about Draymond Green. <laughs> what he says, I'm like. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing like that brother's disturbed or that's one one angry brother or whatever the hell he said about him. But uh, yeah, look, I, I I don't I don't care about Draymond Green. You know, again, I think he's a very talented basketball player. He does an awful lot of the dirty work for the Golden State Warriors in their championship runs. But he has gone overboard as far as dirty work into uh, you know basically assault on the court several times. So uh, we'll see if he can get his act straight. I doubt very much that he will get that act straight, straightened out. I think he will still be that same player when he returns. See, and I, I think another part of, you know, in going by some of the stuff that you heard from some of the NBA insiders, like, I think there's also the part that the NBA is, like, you know, that afterward, that Draymond Green's whole thing is like, oh, I was just trying to sell a foul call. Well, it's a bunch of BS. Like, you just backhanded a dude in the face. Like your whole thing is, I mean, I was just trying to sell a foul call. Like <laughs> he wasn't even fouling he, him. He ta- like he doesn't. There's no real like. It doesn't seem like any of these. It's now he says I'm not going to apologize for something I tried to do. But even this, it, it's not a. He acts like he's apologizing, but he's really not. Like he's just like he, he's has an he's expl- an excuse. He has an explanation of what it was. It's right. like, dude, you you smacked a dude in the face. It's. If that's how you sell fouls, that's an idiotic way to sell fouls, first of all. And you smacked a guy in the face. How hard is it to just say, man, I'm I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that. Uh, whatever. I'm sorry that I hit him in the face. Like, he's just, it's always, so I, I think, you know, I would love to hear what the meetings are like and what is being said. But um, I would assume this suspension, whatever it ends up being, kind of sets the groundwork of this is it. Another one of these deals. And you're going. We are going to get into a really lengthy suspension. Uh, yesterday, another day of the court hearings and the whole civil suit against John ja Morant. We had a bunch of depositions, and I think now it's off until next week to like continue this conversation. I I don't even know what's going on with this. All I know is there must have been a thousand people over there watching and playing in the pickup games because you had a deposition that included Mike Miller. You had a deposition including Trey Draper, uh, Josh Holloway. Um, I don't even know if he's even taken the stand yet. 
Uh, Mike Miller said it was an aggressive check. Uh, Morant stepped forward. Holloway stepped back, but they both kind of got into a defensive position. So as the court turns, the latest soap opera, that was kind of the highlights from yesterday. Again, I think it continues on next week. I don't think there's anything today. I could be mistaken. I'm kind of following it loosely. Let's just put it that way. But when I saw Mike Miller and Trey Draper's depositions, I'm thinking to myself, I think everybody was over there but me. Zach, were you over there? Were you at the pickup games? Wish. <laughs> I don't know well, if you, the, I don't know if you wanted to be. The uh the Mike Miller deposition they were playing, he was on our show on his way to that deposition. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mike came on the show and talked about that. So a lot of these guys can obviously talk about that, but he was on his way to that no. deposition when he was on our show. No, or we talked about it. I, I vaguely remember that, but now that you brought it up, I, I do kind of remember that uh that was was the case that he was getting ready to do that. But it's interesting again. How many people, how many witnesses that they could bring up because it seemed like the whole damn city was a part of that. Uh, yesterday in college basketball, last night, Arkansas State, give it up for the Red Wolves. They went to Louisville, clocked Louisville, 75-63, had a 20-point lead late in the game, win by 12. This is not a great Arkansas State team by any stretch of the imagination. But again, the struggles for Kenny Payne and the talk from the national media last night was rabid that they need to let this guy go now. It is not working at all. Well, that loss wasn't the most embarrassing thing of the day for Louisville. They had the kid who they yes. said entered the transfer portal, and then he said, I didn't tell anybody in Louisville I was entering the transfer portal. And he was in the stands. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know what's going on at Louisville. Like they got I, I don't I don't understand how that misunderstanding happens. Like that you say, hey, this he's informed us that he is entering the transfer portal, and he comes out and says, I never told anybody at Louisville I'm entering the transfer portal. So I don't I have no idea. But it the Kenny Payne era at Louisville, um, not going well. Does it end soon? I what are the odds he makes it through a season? A second season. It, I get it. You start losing games like this. I mean, they. I don't. What what they end up last year? How many wins they got? What three or four? Wasn't yeah, it? It was like nothing. I, they're going to get blown out. I'm sure constantly in the ACC. Um, again, you've got. You're saying kids are the transfer portal when they're not. I, I, I would guess that it's probably uh, there's a good chance that it ends very soon. Nice win though for the Red Wolves. Also last night. Uh, McNeese State, Will Wade, first game after the 10-game suspension. McNeese beat Southern Miss 67-48. Mississippi State edged Murray State 85-81. Eighth-ranked Creighton went out to Vegas and lost 79-64. Got thumped by the running Rebs. Yeah, for them to only score 64 points is crazy because Creighton uh, scores a ton of points. That's that's all they do. They run up and down the court. They shoot a bunch of threes. They score a bunch of points. Um, so that's uh, that's for them to only score 64 points is crazy. Now they were it's part of the, because they were terrible from three point range. I mean, mm-hmm. they're terrible from three point range. That could happen. But uh, but yeah, that's a that's a, that is not a good showing by Creighton. But that is a good Creighton team. Florida Atlantic from the American all over Florida International 9460. There was the big story yesterday afternoon. The the big one last night was the the loss by Northwestern to Chicago oh, yes. State. Yes, yes. So Chicago State has a win over Northwestern who has a win over Purdue. Go figure. Chicago State, I think that was their third win third, of the year. Third. Like they're like they're there. They're bad even amongst you know, mid-major programs. I wasn't even sure they were and, a D1 team. And, I had to look that for up. for them to beat Northwestern, to beat Purdue, that is, that's bizarre. The NCAA yesterday said it will not prevent multi-time transferring athletes from playing immediately after this ruling from in the state of Ohio. As a result, impacting D1 student athletes, the association will not enforce uh, the year in residency requirement for multiple time transfers and will begin notifying member schools. So for the time being, the one-time transfer rule is blocked, can transfer multiple times without a waiver. But I believe this is through December 27th? Yeah, but there's the another court, so they it, it could change back on the 27th. Um, so you take advantage but, of it right now. But as of right now, mm-hmm. all of those guys, you know, Ole Miss has Brandon Murray, um, who's been waiting for a waiver, but uh, if they want to play him this weekend, 
um, Saturday when they were playing Cal down in San Antonio. They could play them. And they also ruled that the NCAA cannot punish schools if it changes back. Mm-hmm. They cannot punish schools, and it's not going to count as a year of eligibility used, anything like that. So basically, you are free right now to play any of these multi-time transfers who are currently waiting on waivers. But if it goes back, you won't be penalized. The kids won't be penalized, but they won't be able to play moving forward. Right? Well, yeah, if they, it goes back, then they got it goes they're back. still right the same spot they are now of waiting for a waiver if they could get one. Dwayne is dialed in. Wants to talk a little bit about the Draymond Green situation. Hi, Dwayne. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I don't I, with Draymond Green. I don't want to hear. Hey, he's suspended indefinitely. Play missed two games. You missed six more. No, 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 no. If John got twenty five games, twenty five, you. You can't get Draymond eight games. You just can't do it, man. Because what what you're saying is, hey, uh, we love you, Golden State. That's basically <laughs> what you're saying. We love you. We're not going to hit you hard. We just got to teach him a little less. If you need to make an example out of somebody, that's the guy you need to make an example out of. I'm with you. You have to say, look, it's 20 games, period. We gave Ja 25 for conduct, for his conduct and the way he behaved, although it was off the court. It was uh, it was bad for the league, and what you are doing, Draymond, continuously every year. There's four or five incidents every year. What he what he had 30, 38 technicals last year. I mean, come on, man, you cannot get this guy eight games and expect everybody to say, "Hey, that's fair." Dwayne, I, Dwayne, I am with you a hundred percent, my friend. Thank you for the call. Right, Appreciate that. Right. There is no question they need to make an example out of him, and and who knows if they will. My guess, I still think I. My guess is it's going to be 10. I think they're going to go twice the five-game suspension that's what that I he got. Yesterday. I think this one will be mm-hmm. 10. Then they, but I, and I think it, but it will be setting the standard of you do it again, then that's, I think, when you'll get up to 25, stuff like that. If, if you know, They're going to make it quite clear to him, we're done with this. And if you don't stop it, then it's going to get severe. But I, my, I'm, I have, you know, it's just a pure guess. But just because they did the five the first time, I have a feeling they're going to end up at 10 this time. This hour of our program is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware, corner of White Station and Quince is where you'll find them. That's where you'll find a lot of great gift ideas for anyway, anybody on that holiday shopping list, plus anything you need for yourself around the house to get any DIY projects done. They've got the Benjamin Moore paints. they also got the key fobs. If you need a new key fob for that car, don't go to the dealership. That's going to cost you way too much money. Go over to East Memphis Ace Hardware. They could take care of you and save you a lot of money with those. Anything you need and a great staff to help you find it, that's what you'll find at East Memphis Ace hardware i was a guest yesterday on the uh, grisbeat show on uh, grind city media and <laughs> jar i love jarvo friend of a show he said i i think we were talking about um 10 10 games maybe for dre and he said add a zero to it i love it add a zero to it make it a hundred thank you jarvo we'll take a quick time out come back with more including this espn uh college football all-american team plus a retirement of a legend in high school football coaching here in the memphis area all that plus the tigers conference football schedule released yesterday this is sports 56 mornings with greg and eli on real sports talk sports 56 and 98.5 fm add a little fun to your lunch break join johnny radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by East Memphis Ace Hardware at the corner of White Station and Quince. Here once again are Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Our buddy John Barless from the Daily Memphian, who will join us tomorrow morning at 725, uh, had the story yesterday of the retirement of Bobby Alston, who after 47 years at MUS is uh, calling it quits, 26 as their head football coach. He was also a track and field coach. He was the athletics director, four state titles, one of the legends of coaching in the Memphis area. Uh, Bobby Austin, what an amazing career. I'm sure John will have a lot more to say about that tomorrow. Yeah, certainly um, has been doing it a long time and doing it at a very high level. And um, that's um, 
that's a that's a big hole for the folks over at MUS to replace. That's for sure. But uh, but kudos to him, and uh, hope he enjoys retirement. So yesterday they announced the conference, American Conference football schedules. Although we kind of knew what the schedule was, but then they had to alter it a bit because of the addition of Army. So I'm not sure if it changed anything with the Memphis schedule or not, but. Uh, I had not uh, known prior what it was until I saw this yesterday. So Memphis will play UAB, Charlotte, North Texas, and Rice at home. They will play Navy, UTSA, South Florida, and Tulane on the road. So even though I said previously that Memphis could be the favorite to win it with all the changes that have happened at Tulane and even with UTSA, with Frank Harris now finally gone after 25 years as their quarterback, with SMU leaving to go to the ACC, this is going to be tough. Last season, this this season that we've just played, that we're still finishing up, easy schedule. Let's be honest. That was an easy schedule. Memphis did not have to play UTSA. They had SMU and Tulane at home. They lost both those games, but it was a lot more conducive to putting together a big season, which they did. This one is tougher in the sense that they play out of those eight games. The four toughest opponents may very well be the four road games. We know Texas-San Antonio and Tulane is going to be tough. South Florida is rapidly improving. We saw the big jump they took last year under Alex Golish. Navy is is never a good matchup, even though Memphis has handled them recently. Navy doesn't have a Memphis doesn't have a great record in Annapolis against Navy. The home games, not real appealing off off the you know the top of my head. Now Charlotte is putting money into their NIL. We'll see how much they improve. I still think Tret Dilfer give him some time at UAB. It's a rivalry game. I don't know about North Texas. I really don't know about Rice. Although Rice actually was decent this year. But that schedule is tougher on the road. So, again, it'll be challenging for Memphis. Plus, we know they play Florida State on the road, non-conference schedule. And one of their non-conference home games is against Troy, a, a Troy team that has won the Sun Belt the last two years, although they just lost their head coach, John Sumrall, to, ironically, Tulane. Yeah, basically, at the schedule, you you replace SMU with Texas San Antonio. Um, and then they rotated Temple out and put Rice in. Everybody else's, you're playing the teams you played at home last year, you're on the road, and the ones you played on the road last year, you're playing at home next year. Yeah, I thought maybe they they throw an Army into the mix, and, and, and who knows when they'll get a chance to play Army. Again, they've played Army in the past. I've had the pleasure of, of going with the Tigers up to West Point, Mikey Stadium. Pretty amazing venue. But I didn't look at the schedules. Anybody playing both Army and Navy? I didn't look at everybody. I, I didn't look at anybody else, so I'm not sure. Zach, can you check that out if you can? The American Conference football schedule that was released yesterday. If anybody's playing both Army and Navy this upcoming year, but imagine there's a good chance. The ESPN 2023 College Football All-America team has been announced. I think they released it just this morning. Jaden Daniels, no surprise, the Heisman winner at quarterback. Cody Schrader. And Ali Gordon II from Oklahoma State, Schrader from Missouri, the running backs, Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, your wide receivers, Brock Bowers, your tight end from Georgia. Again, no surprise there. Um, as far as, uh, interesting, all-purpose player Ashton Genty from Bo- Boise State, who was the starting running back when Memphis played them and beat them. So a couple of guys on this team that Memphis played against, including Schrader, the running back from Missouri. Schrader's year is an amazing story. I mean, the idea that I mean, he's a walk-on from a Division II. He's a Division II transfer, as a, came in as a walk-on, and ends up, he finished, what, I think, ninth in the Heisman voting? Eighth or ninth in the Heisman voting? Mm-hmm. First-team All-American? Like, that's a, he's an incredible story. And then Malik Murphy, who was the backup at Texas, at quarterback, has entered the transfer portal. And I can understand what he's trying to do. Obviously, with you have uh, Manning waiting in the wings. Yours is coming back for another season, right? I think he's announced he's coming back. So it makes sense that Malik, who is a talented player, looks to move on with his career. What's a shame, though, is that he has to do it now because that's when teams need players. This is 
the world of the transfer portal, and he can't be with his team going into the playoffs. He has to pull out of the chance to play, or at least to but be a part of the to, team. But he, he's choosing to because well, he wants he, to get it done. No, but no. what I'm saying is once you've – I mean, you can't stay on the team once you've decided to go into the portal. So, And this is the time you have to go into the portal. I'm saying the timing of everything is bad. Well, he could go in the portal later. He could play if he wanted to. He wants to get in there because he feels he needs to be in yes, there early. Yes, that's my point. I mean, you don't have to. Okay, you don't have to, but it's beneficial for you to get in as early as possible because teams out there are losing players and losing quarterbacks in this case, so they are looking to replace those quarterbacks. We see it happening all the time. Yesterday came the news that Grayson McCall is going to NC State. Grayson McCall, the former Coastal Carolina quarterback, who is very, very talented. We've seen a lot of moves already with QBs. Yesterday was the news of Rocket Sanders, the running back from Arkansas, going to South Carolina, staying within the conference. But, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's – yeah, while he doesn't have to do it, it's advantageous for him to do it now. And I hate that that's the timing of a specifically collegiate sports where you have to – or spe- specifically college football where you have to leave now and you're unable to reap the benefits of being a part of a team that made it to the playoffs. Sets up perfectly. Can see it already. Quinn Ewers gets banged up. Arch Manning comes in in the playoff. Arch Manning leads Texas to a national championship. And the rest just goes down as a storybook from that point on with Arch Manning. Hey, you know what? You wish you don't wish any injury on anyone. I mean, I don't want to see that happen. But in football, there's always that possibility. You're a hammy away from playing in a game that you would not have played in because this kid Murphy would play in that scenario. Hopefully, though, for Texas fans and for yours, uh, that does not happen. Well, tis the season for expressing thanks to your clients for their business throughout the year. Get them some delicious chocolates and candies from Dinstals. Let them create a sweet thank you for your clients and your employees, but also for Christmas time, for the holiday season. Those treats make sense for your family as well. For the stocking stuffers, Chocolates and candies from Dinstals. It makes a lot of sense. From assorted chocolates to cashew crunch, Christmas tree pretzels, and those delicious turtlets. Let Dinstals take care of all your holiday gift giving. Call today. Let them create sweet memories for your holidays. Or better yet, just stop by one of their five convenient locations. Laurelwood, Germantown, Collierville, Pleasant View, and downtown Dinstals. Hey, Dinstals makes sense 365 days a year. But certainly during the holidays, it makes perfect sense. Made in Memphis, enjoyed by the whole world, it's Stinstall's Fine Candies and Chocolates, been in existence for over 120 years. Did you, is there anybody playing Army and Navy? Yes, you got four teams playing. Do Army I play both? And Who are they? Uh, UAB, East Carolina, uh, Charlotte, and Temple. Could be some wins for the uh, service academies right there. <laughs> If you think about it, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back to open up hour number two, we're talking Grizzlies with Sean Coleman. Then we'll talk Tigers basketball with Parth Upadjai. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. <laughs> 